I know if a guy, if he used a condom? What? Well, were you there, hon? I mean, it's just a tiny bit obvious. Oh no. You're serious? Well, did you like hear him open it or even feel it maybe? I don't know. I don't think so. Well, okay. It's okay. If you're talking about who I think you're talking about, then I'm sure you're fine. He seems like the semi-responsible type. Promise you won't tell anyone, okay? Of course not. But to be sure, you should just really ask him. And hun, remember, next time, ask questions first, get naked later. Welcome to All About Degrassi, the show where we unequivocally are pro-abortion. Pro-abortion, not even pro-choice. No, we so- We just want there to be more abortion. No, no, I think, so this is actually like an important like discussion that's being yeah. had. Like, like I think it's important to, and I, I, I don't think, like a lot of abortion activists think, it's very important to identify as pro-abortion oh. rather than simply pro-choice. Okay. Because, and, they have, and there's like solid reasons for this linguistic shift, because it's like, so, because pro-choice implies that, like, every woman has the access to mm, to the choice. That's that's an important distinction, Which, yeah. structurally, we know that's not true. Yes. Like, a lot of women do not have access to abortion, so therefore, they, you know, a choice, that the choice isn't in, you know, in the equation. Yeah. And also, it just, like, destigmatizes abortion in general to, you know, hey, be sh- supportive of it. Shout your abortion. Hell Shout yeah. out to Lindy West, past guest of the show. Absolutely. So. Um, yes. Uh, very weird covering this episode in this time in America post Roe v. Wade. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think important context, this, the last episode is probably the episode I've seen the most, the holiday two-parter. This two-parter is probably the episode I've seen the least, not because of my own choice, but because the end did not air this episode in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the most censored slash banned episode of Degrassi. And on top of that, uh, they... <laughs> took the B plots from these two episodes of this two-parter and they turned them into quote unquote Degrassi minis. Do you remember these? Wait, really? No. <laughs> they were webisodes and it was obviously they didn't come on the air and they were like, hey, the abortion episode got banned. So we're going to show you the B plots in these mini episodes. They just pitched it as a fun thing. They were like, hey, go to the end.com and watch these Degrassi minis. Uh-huh. And I think at a certain point, they aired the minis kind of in a chunk so you could watch them together. Right. It's obviously not a whole episode if you just take the B-plots, but it's like right. they aired it with some other footage. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So the B-plots of these, I've seen quite a bit. The A-plots, I think this is my fourth time seeing Manny go through all this. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to her character. And the fact that we were robbed of, A, the sort of positive educational value of this episode, and B, the fucking character work that happens in this episode, I think that's a crime. Yeah, it's, we'll get into it more, but it is crazy that this this episode, of all things, is, you know, so censored and so banned. Because it's like, I don't know, ultimately I'm like, I feel like it's pretty innocuous. Like, but, well, politics aside, I think it's a pretty sort well, of straightforward... Well, politics can be aside, though. That's right. the... We... Are unfortunately lived right. in a puritanical, patriarchal, you know, cis male patriarchy. You know, Canada doesn't have the Canada is living under the matriarchy as we speak. Thank God. Do they have a female? Well, no, they, they don't. Still- no, no, it's Justin Trudeau. <laughs> they um, have Justin Trudeau. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, it's like 
it's impossible to take that out of the equation for this. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. The the heated political climate, which is around abortion, which has existed for decades, not always, but mm-hmm. decades. Yes. Um, important to note that the evangelical backlash to, you know, abortion, abortion is... Abortion not mentioned in the Bible, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, it's a relatively recent phenomenon. Um, and I grew up with the Catholic bullshit, and I think no one has done more harm to reproductive rights and reproductive freedoms than that fucking Catholic church and you can go fuck yourself. Even you, Pope Francis, doesn't matter that you're a cool pope. You're still a fucking pope. All popes are bad. <laughs> you cannot All be cool. By, by dint of being pope, you cannot be cool, I think. He's uh, a socialist. That's kind of cool. <laughs> you know, you know, we all have our blind spots, right? We're all, we're all working on ourselves. Did you come to this Degrassi podcast for Papal Talk? Did we say our first names? <laughs> welcome to Papal Talk. Uh, I'm Evan Goodrich. I'm Nick Sahoya. And welcome to Papal Talk. Yes. Um, no, okay. So today we're... Today we're watching The Godfather 3. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Today we are talking about... Season three, another two-parter episode. Yes. Yeah, it's second in a row because of scheduling, you know. Yes, there was technically an episode in between. Right. You all listen to the podcast, you all know. Uh, this does not really affect the continuity too much. I don't, actually, actually. Does it? No, the, it doesn't. The no. Evan stuff and the Sean stuff kind of leading into the B plot of this? Like, well, maybe a little? Well, it could have happened before the last two-parter, for all we know. Because that, too. Okay, Because Holiday, yeah, yeah. So I think it for the continuity of our podcast, I think we're fine. I think we're fine. And you, I also think it's important that we talk about this, because also... We have a lot to say, and I have reader questions, and we, we got a lot to we get through. We got a lot to get through, yeah. so we're going to get through it. Uh, so we're talking today about... Reader questions. We don't write anything. What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> Episodes 14 and 15, Accidents Will Happen. What song is this? It is named after the song by Elvis Costello. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Accidents will happen. Remember in season two when Snake and Spike went to an Elvis Elvis Costello Costello concert? We've come full circle. Is he Canadian? Oh, you know. He kind of has a Canadian accent. Actually, hang on. We're going to do some quick research. (laughs) We are, okay, we are accessing the the World Wide Web, http.com slash is. No, he's English. Oh, he's English. He's English. I guess I remember him talking with a British accent now that I think about it for a second. When? He's like, hi, I'm Elvis Costello. Look at my hat and glasses. Is that how he talks? I think. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this episode opens with Degrassi in the midst of a school-wide pandemic, just as the gymnastics team... Oh, yeah, this extra walking into the school is the first shot, and she's just being a little super spreader, wiping her snot. Yeah, she's, like, blowing her nose, so it's like, uh uh-oh, like, you know, there's a sickness in the air. And this is just as the gymnastics team is getting ready for a very important meet, which is... Uh, this is the sport of the week that uh, characters are supposed to pretend to care about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we always have one. It's like sometimes it's what basketball. What happened to hockey? Yeah, didn't, didn't Emma want to do hockey so bad? What happened? Floor to hockey, right? <laughs> was it, what it was? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, no, now it's gymnastics. Yay! And all the girls are in gymnastics now. I am. I would be. <laughs> and Kendra is the latest victim to succumb to the sickness going around. Mm-hmm. She got down with the sickness. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> It's weird because this episode opens with, again, like, the the extra blowing her nose and mm-hmm. sneezing, but then, which would point to, like, flu, This is right? what I'm saying. And A then, stomach flu does not give you head cold symptoms. No, it? no, gastro, well, gastro, into, right, I forget that. Whatever. Forget the, you know, stomach, stomach bug. Yes. Um, 
that is not related to influenza, and it has nothing to do with, like, it's the It's just chest. called the stomach flu colloquially. Colloquially. And, like, where it's, like, gastroenteritis or whatever it's called. I guess uh, if you barf enough, you do get kind of, like, a runny nose. <laughs> so maybe these people I... are just barfing a lot. Does that, has that happened to you? You don't think that when you barf, you kind of get, like, a runny, like, mucusy like, flow coming out of your nose afterwards? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I haven't, I haven't puked a lot in a long time. I'm very happy about it. I think I've only puked once or twice in the last five years. I'm pretty proud of myself. That's good. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> <laughs> a veteran I, alcoholic. I've had some, I do have a lot of acid, so I've had some intense acid reflux that has resulted in, like, some gross acid coming out. But that's, I think, that's just part of... That's how I... That's, that's how just, I'm built, baby. That's just aging, honestly. I'm dying. Get your I'm dying tums. Slowly. Do you have tums on no, hand? No, I need to get some tums. You do. Yeah, that's that's how you know. Acid, that's yeah. how you know you're over the hills I'm when you so have a old. bottle of tums on hand. Oh dear, my tummy <laughs> isn't what it used to be. <laughs> so yeah, so we're getting some like mixed messaging with like the actual sickness here, because then it's like yeah, so it's revealed that it's like oh, it's a stomach bug. Um, and also Miss uh Miss Hot Sauce, she's the gym coach now or gymnastics coach. Yeah, has she ever coached? Uh... She coached. The floor hockey. She did coach the floor she, hockey. She, anytime okay. the girls need a sport, she's there. <laughs> okay, she's great. like, I can do it all. I'm I'm the girl teacher, <laughs> <laughs> the one girl teacher. Yeah, yeah. Well, Miss Kwan, I Ms. guess. Miss Kwan is a theater teacher. Miss Kwan does not strike me as the athletic type. Oh yeah, she's she does the theater extracurriculars and hot sauce yeah. does the everything else, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sports. And then Miss Hot Sauce like seems to earnestly. Did you catch this? She like seems to earnestly tell the girls to stop breathing. <laughs> She yeah, she's like, hey, this person was breathing in here. Everybody hold your breath. She's like, girl, stop breathing. And it's like, I guess she meant it as a joke, but the line delivery is like it's very, very serious. serious. <laughs> and it's like, this is totally just like a weird match. And I'm like, Miss Hatsalakos, you're a science teacher. You know that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, also you're like, I'm assuming you're a veteran actress, ma'am, who plays Miss Hatsalakos, who I don't remember. Well, her maybe name. <laughs> this actress who plays Miss Hatsalakos is like, wait. This lady's a real dumb lady, and I'm gonna put that in my performance. <laughs> She's gonna say, "Hold your breath," because she thinks it will make them not Just get sick. Stop breathing. Have you tried not breathing? I did that all through COVID, and I didn't get, I didn't get COVID. <laughs> yeah. Look at you now. It was emerging right, unscathed. Well, right when I started breathing again, that's when I got COVID. <laughs> so that's that's on me. <laughs> I was like, I'm vaccinated. I should've, can breathe now. You should needed an oxygen tank on the side. Yeah. <laughs> what if they just put the oxygen right? in my arms and then I don't breathe and I won't get COVID. Because we all know you breathe through your arms. You could put it right in my bloodstream. That's where the oxygen ends up, right? I don't know. I, <laughs> neither of us are licensed to talk about Anyway, that. don't try this at home. So Manny is practicing and then Craig appears with his camera to take her photo for the yearbook. Literally forgot he took pictures. <laughs> well, remember last episode he took, well, last episode in this podcast. Holiday, he was taking pictures. I know, but he's such a, a band boy now. I know. I he's really miss I really boy. miss Craig the photographer. I yeah. thought that was like very cute. Very He's endearing. kind of like, um, do you remember, you know who he reminds me of is the boy from Pokemon Snap. Can you imagine if that little boy was just Craig Manning? Craig <laughs> seems like he would play Pokemon. Do you think? Well, he not seems Craig. Too cool. No, I guess his actor, I could see him like, I could see him playing Pokemon. We have a lot to talk about. We Why are we talking this. about this? Okay, so, so Craig, like the worst man in a 2010s Jezebel article is like, do you want to smile? <laughs> He does a lot of shit this episode that made me pretty bad. We'll get into it. <laughs> to, which, to which Manny replies, looking at you did that make me feel like smiling, which is 
you know, pretty cunty. Um, <laughs> yes. No, there was a, that was cold. And honestly, like, <laughs> the expression she gives in the photo is honestly, like, fierce. Like, oh, yeah. Like, pure puss. Just oh, like, for sure. It was, like, Vogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. So, honestly, good choice. So, Ashley has clearly not forgiven Manny for her dalliance with Craig. And she and Ellie give her a hard time in the hallway. You know, just girls being mean things, mm-hmm. you know. And Paige reassures her that things will be okay, and she just needs to do damage control, but also notes Manny's pallid complexion, suggesting that Manny may be sick, too. <gasps> Did we love this uh, first Manny fit? Because I loved it. Yes! It was really good. The hat and the... And the, like the, the off-the-shoulder the, Off-the-shoulder, one sleeve, sort of like a draping, yes. cascading oh, sleeve. It was really pretty. Yeah, it was fierce. That's, that's like Y2K fashion at its finest. Oh, yeah. It was refined, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Cassie Steele's bringing her own style to some of these looks? I don't think so. You know? I don't think so. All the other, I don't know, a lot of the other fashion on this show is so, like, off the mark. No, I just think the costume you department think she's curating it a little. Oh, maybe I, I, I would love to know. Cassie Steele, please come on the show. I, I beg of you. I mean, if it is just the costume department, it's very good. They're yeah. doing a very good job with her. I, don't, I mean, maybe it speaks to just like I don't know. The costume department does know what they're doing. They just choose to dress other people like you know. Maybe, maybe they're doofuses. like everyone should look like a fucking idiot so that Manny looks amazing. <laughs> I will say, Paige is supposed to look like be like you know fierce and glamorous. Fashionista. And, she's always very plain, and she like. Sometimes she's hitting it, she's yeah. hitting the mark, and sometimes it's just like, eh, like, it's fine. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers! So, meanwhile, in our first subplot of this two-parter, because yes. this is, we have two different subplots. We have two subplots. Which, I, this is the first time they've done it. Um, I think they no. do it. If on the, yeah, no. I think so. No? I think on... Uh, one of Paige's two-parters, there was a oh, plot. Oh, I think you're right. I think I think you're right. I think you're right. Okay, so this is one of those situations, though. We have a different subplot for each half of this episode. Mm-hmm. So this is the first one. And how do you feel about this one? Uh, how do you feel about this one? Well, let's see. It uh, is a subplot that mostly involves Toby, so I'm gonna say mostly I didn't like it. <laughs> uh, I didn't like it either, to be clear. Um, so Toby is once again sad because nobody likes him. <laughs> and he's going to make people like him by uh, prying them, plying them with favors rather than just... Just being, you know, being like, nice, just, just and, being genuine, yeah. and just you know, letting them see the real Tobes, and um, sort of like I didn't realize that Craig had so many sort of misogynist tendencies until this episode. Uh, since when has Toby been like microaggression king supreme of all these like? <laughs> oh, he's just trying to speak jive. It's and, like, really rough. I mean, it's cringe. It's of so course. rough. So okay, so to be clear. Oh. Toby is, like, trying to become friends with Jimmy, or reconnect with Jimmy, I should say, because... He feels entitled to time with Jimmy, let's just say. Yeah, so Jimmy has become friends with JT, because, you know, everyone likes JT. Because JT's cool. Because JT is... And likable. Is likable and charming, (laughs) you know? He doesn't ask people for shit. He doesn't blackmail people with... Wet dream stories. God, I hate this. We've game. literally, I'm kind of annoyed because I'm like, we've literally done the same exact subplot earlier this season with this like, what I'm saying oh, everyone likes JT and nobody likes Toby. Like, why are we doing this it's again? It's impossible to root for this boy. I do like the callback to season one with like Jimmy and Toby's like prior relationship. I like that callback. I will say 
the best thing about season three so far is the world feels very fleshed out. The lore. The lore. The lore is coming. The lore is paying off. We're adding to the lore while referring back to the previous lore. Yeah, for those of you who have forgotten. Lauren Collins is on the show. <laughs> lore. Lore and Collins. This is a very lore heavy season. Uh, yeah, so for those of you who forgot, uh, you know, Jimmy used to date Ashley. And of course, Ashley and Toby are step siblings. And the show still remembers that at this point. So I remembered it too. <laughs> so back in the A plot, Manny tries to sincerely make amends with Ashley, and though Ashley is still frosty with her, she maybe starts to make some progress. Like, I don't know, there seems to be, like, a bit of a yeah. reconnection. Because Manny's kind of like, well, it takes two to tango, and Craig did tell me that he was eventually gonna be with me, and that he was just trying to let you down easy. So it's like, I think, even though that's heartbreaking to hear... It probably gives Ashley some context, and it right. probably makes her side with Manny. Right, it gives her some perspective, yes. and, like, the fact that, like, Craig played them both. You know, they're both yeah. victims in this whole mess. Um, Craig but, played them both, and guess what? He played himself. Period. <laughs> <laughs> but later on, in the middle of English, as they're reading Moby Dick... Spinner uh, has some great thoughts about Moby Dick. Oh, uh, we'll get to the great <laughs> thoughts on Mo Moby Dick. Uh, so Manny gets sick... And has to rush to the bathroom, but not before Miss Kwan scolds her for coming to school sick. Good for you, Miss Kwan. No, fuck that. <laughs> no, time and place, Miss Kwan. Like, I, so I, okay, this is not entirely related, but. She's trying to prevent super spreader events. Um, I, sure. She had a, she had a, a post-COVID knowledge pre-COVID. I, I respect Miss Kwan. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's giving me the same energy as, like, I, I, like, I honestly hate when teachers, like, don't let you go to the bathroom for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. Which is so normalized. Like, basically, Prior to college, this is, like, a thing where it's, like, oh, do you have a hall pass? Do you have a bathroom pass? And, like, we would be allotted. I remember, like, a reward for, like, some something in, uh, whether it was elementary school or middle school, it was, like, oh, you got three bathroom passes for winning this thing. And it's, like, that is That's dystopian. Yes. That is so bad. Like, don't limit children's access to the bathroom. Literally, it should weirdos. be time. Yeah. Fucking Which is how it is, you know, in college, of course. And then how it was in my cool high school classrooms. But, I don't know. Freaks. Um, I don't like that. <laughs> did you have to read Moby this, Dick? This, I hate. I've never read Moby Dick once. <laughs> no, me neither. It was never assigned. No interest. It, it seems a little, I don't know, a little advanced for this age. Just because it's long. Oh, no. I think, no, this is, this is the age. Okay. Like, I remember, I think my sister had to read it in, like, about, like, eighth or ninth grade. Because, like, oh, ninth grade. I guess, yeah, I, I forgot they're in high school already. No, mm -hmm. Moby Dick's right. Okay. Yeah, no, Moby Dick's okay. Because I was um, thinking, like, Lord of the Flies and stuff, which is a little shorter and more accessible. But that was middle school for me. That was also, that was eighth grade for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Moby Dick, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've never read it, so I'm not sure what it has to do with the themes of this episode. But um, maybe Spinner can elucidate later on. <laughs> can't wait. Can't wait to hear his <laughs> thoughts about oceans. <laughs> so, meanwhile, Toby is still trying to get close to Jimmy, and he asks if he has any more ticks to that hot concert he says homies hey he homie says, I, can you slap me with some ticks it's very uncomfortable it's, i did not realize that Ugh. cringe it's, it's cringe it, it's it's cringe nothing else to say hated it yeah so he <laughs> so because jimmy is going to the dj mad bullets concert or as Crazy Guns is what? DJ, yeah, Toby calls him DJ Crazy Guns. So he knows that little about this musical artist that he doesn't even know the name of the artist well, it's funny. he's trying to go to the concert. Well, it's funny that he it's like... awful. Well, he sucks. Well, it's funny also because it's like he got it wrong in like such a funny... Like, it's like he didn't just like 
mishear like mad or bullet. He just said, oh, instead of mad, it's crazy. And instead of bullet, he mixed up both guns. words somehow. But like, but like, mixed them up with like synonyms to the yeah. words. They don't sound alike, but they have a similar meaning. Really weird. I don't know. It's very like boomer, honestly. Of him. <laughs> very boomer behavior. Um, and Jimmy immediately shuts him down. But Toby has also overheard how Jimmy's struggling in math. And you know it's bad when Spinner is passing and you're not. Yeah, wait, why is Jimmy dumb now? He's always been smart. Just math dumb, I guess. I don't know. Some people are bad at math. Yeah. Maybe he has dyscalculia, like Liberty. He should talk to him. That's right. They should start a support group. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So Toby proposes a solution. He can, and I'm semi-quoting, I'm kind of paraphrasing, he can hack into the school's grading system. He does say he's going to hack through the firewall or something. (laughs) Yeah, and just buzzwords. Um, I know a back door through the firewall. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in. Uh, And so he's going to change Jimmy's grade uh, through that. Um, And in return, Jimmy will invite him to the concert. And then Toby does like a black power fist to him. It's very weird. Because he's a, very He's weird. not like fist bumping. No, it's fully a black power fist. It's like fist. fully black power fist. And Jimmy's like, okay. <laughs> At that point, I would, you know, and obviously I'm not black. I don't know how that would make me feel. But just I as think... far as you being an annoying little shit, I would like push the kid down at that point. <laughs> I would maybe still take him to the concert with me, but I would be like, we got to... We gotta do I mean, some learning I mean, here. I would Here's just, some tough love. I'm gonna I mean, knock I, you I, I, Sure, we can take you to the concert, but it's like, you're not gonna sit with us. No. Um, <laughs> we will buy you nosebleeds. Yeah. Oh, that's very funny. Yeah, they, they're sitting totally in a separate section. Yeah, they're in the pit, and yeah. he's in the nosebleed. <laughs> um, so Manny is stretching for gymnastics, and Emma, who is also suddenly in gymnastics, tells her that Miss Hot Sauce should know if she's sick. Because, you know, they all saw... She saw Manny get she's sick meddling. earlier. She's meddling. It's annoying. She's meddling. Or she, I don't know, she's like concerned also but she's also kind of concerned trolling she's trolling this is not this is not genuine interest emma never has anyone's interest oh i think she's like i think she is concerned but also she's like you know i just think where we know they're at as friends this seems like i'm gonna get one up on you and you you don't even get to be in the the gymnastics thing because you're a whore and i hate you (laughs) i hate emma she's the worst in this episode uh but manny begs emma not to tell because this is the only thing she has going on right now is this gymnastics meet that we suddenly care about it's really rough (laughs) that's so sad to hear the stakes are so high it's like girl you're literally on power school or power cheer power spirit spirit squad is there still spirit squad it's spirit squad I know, but is does it still exist? We haven't seen it in so long. It is because they reference it once. In this <laughs> okay, episode. great. Um, okay, that's fine then. So, um, uh, where was I? Oh yeah, and then uh, so Manny gets to show her stuff at practice and mm-hmm. kills it. And she does a very basic flip, and everyone's like, "Yes, Manny!" Well, she does like she does a flip and a split. And her form like, is good. I'm just like I, I. It didn't seem like she did much. Well, you know, it's they're not. Also, it was clearly a double because no, it wasn't. It no, wasn't. No, she did her own stunts in this okay. episode. All right, said, I was the, wrong. the Degrassi wiki said so. It's just the way they shot it. It looked like no. Uh, apparently, Cassie Steele did all her stunts, and I believe it. She has a gymnastics body. Wow, like yeah. she's like short and yeah. It helps if you're short and tiny. Yeah. Uh, less, so, less center of gravity or whatever. I just thought that was impressive. I was like, I mean, you know, obviously they're not her. like crazy stunts, but it's like, good. Good for um, So later in the locker room, Manny and Emma seem to finally be making peace and reconnecting when Hazel comes in asking for a tampon and Manny's like, oh, I've she got could you. Not ask for a t- she could not draw more attention to yourself. She's like, ladies, I need a tampon. <laughs> well, like, ladies, I'm bleeding everywhere. <laughs> I am free bleeding. 
<laughs> all over the gymnastic. What, what is it called? The the thing. The, the gymnastic mat. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Manny's like, "Oh, I've got you. I haven't used a tampon in ages." Which is a very funny thing to say and not and to have de- a second thought to about. volunteer. Just you know. Well, when when Emma sort of follows up about that, her response is, "Yeah, I've been training really hard," which I guess Manny thinks would stop her period. I mean, I do. Th- think there's like 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 uh, there are circumstances where like you can your cycle can be like interrupted oh. and it's like it's sort of like physiological like oh like it, it like i think a big thing is like you know for people who have like eating disorders like anorexia oh. like they're, they'll stop well we haven't dealt with that yeah except for toby but he doesn't menstruate <laughs> I don't think. Not, <laughs> we don't think unless so. there's a very interesting subplot maybe that would make me like toby more <laughs> i don't think it would um, i don't think it would i think i would still not like him um so yeah, so it's like obviously it's like I think that I don't know again. I'm I we are not experts on this subject clearly. Neither of us menstruate. Uh, we do not menstruate. We are not people who menstruate. Um, no. so Emma is like, are you sure there isn't something else going on? And so Manny dashes off to look at her calendar, and so she does the math. <laughs> so wait, can we talk about the calendar? Her calendar is full of little marker drawings. Was the red dots was that her period. period that's so funny i did i did have that thought i, I couldn't figure out if that's what it was or but, not because it seemed like she was no, counting because, before but that. they were like happening in between so i was like well that can't be her period because she's counting since she's like kind of weeks I since agree. her period so i was just like what is this i uh, think but that, i did remind I, it's funny that we both got period I from these it like was a period it was really funny because it was like it was well, like it was, it was some red dots one day and then the next day it, it was, was a lot of red dots it was, so it was several like, you could say red periods <laughs> yes so but to me it's like okay i had a i had a light flow day and then this was the heavy flow day and now i'm done you know <laughs> I, I wonder do do women document that well, like, I know a lot. I of, had a heavy flow this week. I know I, a lot of people have period tracker apps, so that's true. Yeah, maybe this. I mean, I guess this is what you had to do before we had apps. Yeah, you just, uh, you just got to write little codes in your calendar. <laughs> yeah, yeah co- encoding <laughs> a cipher, if you will. Um, and so Manny's like counting the weeks since she and Craig hooked up because that was a party, mm-hmm. Paige's party. And so she goes back and, and there's interestingly, like, it seems like they haven't had sex since then, at least not penetrative sex. Right. It seems like it, but I, I kind of thought that when Emma came in and they were, like, making out on the bed, I thought that was almost the beginning of them, like, hooking up semi-regularly. Yeah, I thought so, too. Were they not hooking up while he was cheating with Ashley? They were just getting together and, like, what? I mean, I guess she's just saying, oh, I haven't had my period since that week. So it's like, they could have had sex more. But it's just like, oh, it's been that many weeks since I had my period, and that's the first time we had sex. Okay, that makes more sense. So, but, I mean, again, to be clear, it's not revealed one way or the other but no. i i don't know i assumed that they were having some sort of sex maybe not so. maybe not penetrative sex yeah. but you know so she and the audience of course come to the conclusion that manny might be pregnant because of this mm-hmm. So the next day at school, Manny tries to talk to Paige in the restroom. And I love how Paige, <laughs> like, so, like, because, like, Paige is in the restroom, and then Manny goes into the stall next to her, and it's like, Paige! And Manny, and Paige is like, oh, I've got you, girl. And she's like, gives her some toilet paper. She can spare a square? Yeah, she can spare a square. She's a, she's a, she's a real one. Mm-hmm. She's a good Judy. Um, and um, it's, it's also very funny that Manny takes the toilet paper. She takes it, and she just kind of, like, looks at it in confusion for a second, and yeah. she's just like, no, no page. not page. No. Other questions. No, not yeah. <laughs> Panny has more urgent needs than toilet paper right now, and so she asks Paige how she knows if a guy used a condom or not, and Paige is like. You know, I think she handles it and she's like kind of flippant at first, yeah. but then she's like, oh, when she realizes it's serious, she's like, oh, okay, it's serious. And so Paige she's is t- always there for her sister. 
to an extent um <laughs> uh asterisk um but so Paige tells her that she should just ask craig um, yes which she probably should yeah uh, and this scene and the scene with craig that we go to in a moment it's what i appreciated about the writing here is especially manny but craig as well you know that they're not ready to have a the, baby because of the way that they talk about sex. Like, they, can, they can't they can even say these things to each other, like, looking each other in the eye. Right, exactly. And I think it I think it worked for me. It felt like the way kids no, probably Yeah, did. exactly. Yeah. This caginess, right? Yes. And so, and I think that's like, oh, like, because, like, when things get serious, that's, that's, that's how, you know, we don't talk about, we, we are never clear, or we are almost never clear about, like, what we want to say. We always try to sort of, like, obfuscate. And again, like, especially in situations of discomfort, it's like, yeah, you're going to be cagey and, like, you know, get around saying what you're trying to say. So, back in the subplot that we love. Love this. Love this. Um, in the library, Toby is trying to hack into the school mainframe rah, 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 uh, via an Ethernet cable. Yes. Uh, with JT's help. But then their little scheme is interrupted by Miss Kwan as, she, as like Toby accidentally changes Jimmy's grade from a 61 to an 8,888. Because he wanted to make it a B plus, an 88. Which, you know, scaling with AP, that's like really good. Um, <laughs> AP scaling. I feel like this wouldn't be that big of a deal. I feel like someone would just go in there and be like, okay, well, his grade is obviously not 888. So we've just got to go recalculate all of his grades and put this in manually. I guess they would just wonder like, how did this get changed? They would wonder there? how, but would but also they, they wouldn't find out. They wouldn't probably. be able to trace it. Like, is that even worth the effort? You Especially know? because aren't Toby, paid enough. Especially because Toby is always inventing software, like his search engine, so he's probably invented some sort of, like, way to disguise his IP address uh-huh, uh-huh, or whatever. Right, right, he's, like, exactly. working through a VPN before those were even commonly available. Yeah. Can we get a VPN sponsorship? Oh, God. I've never not used Not NordVPN. Not them, but a, uh, why not them? I don't know. Are they Zionist or something? I don't like know. Like the SodaStream people? I don't know. I just... I just... <laughs> wait, SodaStream is Zionist? Yeah, you can't get SodaStream with that. <laughs> uh, anyway. that's, that's what I learned today. Very, uh, off, very weirdly off topic. <laughs> uh, so, at the big gymnastics meet... It's Manny's turn to perform with her mom. Oh, it's, so Manny's performing, and her mom's in the audience. Yes, her mom. I wrote her mom, question mark, exclamation point, exclamation point. I don't think we ever see her again. I forgot that we met Is this the only time? And the only reason I think that... I'm not 100% sure, and obviously this is the Oh, I don't think this is the, the only time. Maybe we see her again, but what I do remember for sure is one of the very late uh, Manny episodes, we meet her dad... And her mom is not there. Mm-hmm. So I found it very funny that in this episode, her mom was like, oh, yeah, your dad's in the other room or whatever. Like, we uh, never... he, he couldn't make it to your gymnastics meet because... Where you, is he? Because you only just started caring about gymnastics as of this episode. So he didn't really <laughs> think it was important. Where the fuck is he during all this? I don't know. It's just very he's funny. Busy. He's busy. <laughs> he's working. He's a working man. I um, believe that Manny's... We, we'll get into it when we get there. Okay. So, uh, but between Ma- Manny's pregnancy scare and there's like a baby loudly crying in the audience. And, oh, like, that was... I like... That was a good time. That was a good. That was a good no. Yeah. Like, like, oh, we're picking up on. I don't know if it was Baby Jack or not, because Baby Jack is there and Spike is there. Well, Jack loves gymnastics. He does. So he, he took the bus down. He is there. always like, <laughs> put on the Olympics. Uh, so and then Craig is also there photogra- photographing her. As so between he does. between all of this, 
Manny gets very psyched out and she messes up her routine, causing Degrassi's forfeiture. I don't know how gymnastics works. Sure, like, forfeiture. What, whatever. Armstrong calls it. Yeah, I know. Jeez. Um, so Manny <laughs> rushes off the scene with Craig chasing her down. And so F- Manny finally pops a question and asks if he used a condom. And Craig's so like... popping the question. <laughs> <laughs> She got down on one knee and she said, did you use a condom? (laughs) There's lots of questions you can pop. It doesn't have to be that question. So Craig... literally pop the question. That's the question. That's not the question. It's the question. I don't know about this. Capital T, capital H, capital E question. All right, I'm just a rube who doesn't know what he's talking about. Look, only one of us is married and has proposed to someone, so I think I know a thing or two about this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> whatever i chose to forgo heteronormativity and i think that's brave tell that to sergio see how he reacts <laughs> uh, okay so craig so okay so upon manny popping the question craig is like but i thought you said you were okay i thought that meant that you were on the pill and manny's like no it meant that i was okay <laughs> Which is actually a very funny no, exchange. Well, it's like, I mean, it's played very seriously because she's like crying because of course when she means it's like, no, I meant I was okay to have sex for the first yeah. time because it was her first time. It doesn't mean, oh no, I have, don't worry, I, I have fail safes in place. Yeah, this is an example of people with dicks being stupid. Well, and like with, with people with different, put it. <laughs> well, and people with different sexual level, levels of sexual experience, right? Because yes. Manny obviously is still, you know, despite her, you know, dressing like a total thought, like she's like new but in this naive. I guess, I guess I mean it this way in this situation where they are both virgins because oh, he had cool. not had sex with Ashley. That's right. So in this situation where they're both virgins, there's no risk of STIs. But there is a risk of pregnancy, so it is, of course, on Craig to be the one to kind of make sure that's not going to happen. That's my only point. Right, I agree. I agree. I think he, you know... Stop siding with Craig. I'm joking. (laughs) So, but Manny assures him, and herself by extension, that nothing is wrong. But Craig is clearly shaken by this whole interaction. Mm -hmm. So, Toby. (laughs) Back to Toby. Toby tells Thank Jimmy goodness. the bad news about accidentally giving him an 8,888, and Jimmy demands that he fix it right now. So Toby tries to hack into Mr. Radich's account. Through Snake's computer? Was it Snake's? You know, the I, keyboard looked like I something don't know whose computer it was. I don't think it was the Media Immersions Lab. Okay, it might not be. Um, so he's just at a computer in like some classroom, and then Mr. Radich comes in asking for Toby's help with his user account. That scene was really <laughs> funny when he comes in and he's intimidating, and then he's like, "Hey, Toby, could you help me with my user yeah, account?" Yeah. I liked it. Well, I'm like, does this school have an IT department? No, You're having to Toby. rely on Toby. Why would you hire an IT department when you have Mark Zuckerberg in your school <laughs> fucking inventing Potternut.com, <laughs> inventing Bing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so Mr. Radich is like, "Oh, never mind." We can just do it in here. It was really funny. I like this delivery. And then he sees that Toby is already logged into his account. And he's like, hmm, most curious. Yeah, most curious indeed. Um, Although it's funny because, like, why would Toby have to be logged into Mr. Radich's account to do this? Well, he said he has a way through the firewall. Does he literally just know Radich's password? Because that's kind of what it seems like. I guess. I don't know. I just thought, like, don't you need to be logged into, like, Coach Armstrong's account. Isn't Coach Armstrong the one with access to the that's, grades? That's the more important question. Like Mr. Radich isn't changing down. people's grades. The principal doesn't have authority to change. No, grades. it's literally in an administrative role. It's yes. like, what are you doing? What? Okay. Um, no, there's a lot of holes in this. Yeah. So <laughs> weird. Um, but okay. 
So we then get a montage of Manny running and being in her feelings set to this like moody song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we and then Manny turns up at Spike's and tells her that she thinks she's pregnant. I loved Manny going to Spike. I think that shows the writers know their characters. They respect the lore. <laughs> the all important mm-hmm. lore. Yeah, uh, I loved this, and it made me spike. It made me like Spike, who I think we've both had quite a few problems. Feelings. With. We've had feelings. <laughs> yeah. But in this in this episode, Spike is you know the the nurturing you know supportive figure, wonderfully supportive. Yeah, and she sort of is there to hear Manny's concerns, do the pregnancy test, offer ways that maybe she could go forward with her parents. Yeah. it's great. Yeah, it, it's nice to see a supportive adult. Yeah. Situation. Yeah. So the, uh, Manny or Spike has Manny taking the pregnancy test, and she asked if she thought about what she'll do if it's positive. <sighs> uh, but Manny can't even think about that at this point because you know it's too early. Too early. And so Spike offers to talk to her parents with her, and Manny's like, "No way! They'll send me to a convent in the Philippines, mm-hmm. just like her cousin." Her poor cousin. I know. We got free Manny's cousin. Free Maria. <laughs> Did she say Maria? That sounds right. I think it was Maria. Yeah. Um, or Mary. Something like it, that. I think Mary. Mary um, sounds more. Yeah. Um, it's very Catholic, so probably. Yeah. So and then and so once the test has been properly seasoned, to use the uh, parlance of Juno, mm-hmm. uh, she checks it and uh, wouldn't you know it's positive? Yes. Uh oh. So and they ne- we never see it. We just see their reactions. Well, yeah. It, it's all was... it's all face acting. It was great. Yeah. Just the the shot of Spike looking down at the floor because she knows. Just good acting. Yeah. Cassie, Cassie's still very good in this episode. Cassie's great in this episode. Yeah. Great job, She's always great, but she's very good in these. Um, She's wise beyond her years in acting. In in acting. Yeah. Not not in choices. Not not Manny. No, not Manny. The actor. Uh, So Jimmy shows up in Mr. Radich's office with Toby, and Mr. Radich tells them both that they're getting Saturday detention, which is the same day as the DJ Mad Bullets concert. Uh, That really does suck. That that, sucks. That's awful. But you know what? I just kind of... uh, I really want to know what's going on at these Saturday detentions. Everybody keeps... Getting Saturday detention. What's going on at this Saturday detention? I mean, I assume what went on at my Saturday detention, which is just like, not, you just sat there and did nothing. Anyway, I'm just saying I'd like to see an episode where all these Saturday detentions come to an Well, end. we, oh, well, maybe we will. Like, I don't know. I just, I've said that that's something I would like. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see <laughs> if we can make that happen for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so... I always wait. Was the concert in Buffalo, New York? Is that what they said? I missed all of that. That's. I think maybe they would have had to cross international lines to go to this concert. Well, they're Canadian. <laughs> they can do it. Um, <laughs> uh, but like, I, I guess because I was thinking, I was like, oh well, how, Saturday detention. Like, it's usually in the morning. So I was yeah. like, well, and concerts are at night generally. So I was like, surely they can still make they it. They can probably still make it, but maybe but not if it's in Buffalo. Not if it's in Buffalo. So yeah. So anyway, so they're fucked. Um, and then Jimmy proceeds to just read toby for filth he's like yeah. you're a fake you're a fake computer hacker you're a fake rap fan you're a hundred percent fake man i do think he is a real hacker that's the only thing i will he's just a bad <laughs> i don't think he's bad at it i think he, he had was... he had a sticky laptop as he said it's sticky my my laptop is it's old, old and it's sticky, sticky. <laughs> which is gross like he just nodded or something <laughs> which i don't like at all <laughs> uh, i mean did he mean sticky and that like oh the keys were just like sticky because of dry cum. Oh, gross. <laughs> That's I, what I thought. I, I don't think so. What else would it be? Why are I they sticky? I think just keyboards like stuck because they get dust and stuff. 
Dust isn't sticky. It like built cause I don't know. I okay. don't think it's cum. That's the, what else would it be? Oh my god, <laughs> snacks, snacks, candy. Like I guess if you. But my thing is if you soda that you spilled if on you it spill once. Soda on it, then that fries the computer. If you get not soda. no, I've I've spilled soda on laptops in the past, and they they were okay. Let's spill some soda on this laptop right in front Please, of you, Evan. Please, not. And we'll find out. <laughs> I'm not ready to buy another Mac. Well, then can I jizz on it? No, God. Um. <laughs> Not without my consent. Okay. <laughs> um, so Manny tells... Oh, yeah. Uh, no. So, uh, anyway, they're not friends. They're not friends. <laughs> Toby and Jovi, not friends. Don't not happening. <laughs> uh, so Manny tells Craig that she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And Craig seems pretty despondent at first. But then he tells her that, no, it's okay, actually. And he's actually really excited about it. And they could have a little family together. And this is... Chilling. This is a horror movie beat. I was so frightened when he says, we could have a family all our own. I was like, ah! And he's like, <laughs> oh, well, I mean, so there are events that'll happen, not this season, but next season that sort of put this whole moment in a <gasps> new light. I didn't even think of that yet. But oh, yes, yeah. no. clearly is a precursor. To yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. it's just like, so there's like... There's a lot going on in Craig's little brain. Yes, um, and as always, great acting, Spider-Man. He's, Jeff, he's very good. He's, I mean, he's a total dick in this, these episodes. Yes, but. this is one of the most unlikable episodes for Craig. He does some fuckboy shit, but this is some of the worst fuckboy shit. Yeah, yeah. So, Let's continue. So that's, well, oh. to be continued. Oh, then we have to go on a break. Let's listen to <laughs> on our... Interstitial Music by Michael Abbott. Maybe you can hear a VPN ad. Yeah, insert. <laughs> Not a soda stream ad. It's no soda stream. <laughs> VPN ad now. <laughs> Okay, so part two. Uh, it opens with Manny and Craig as happy parents to be, speculating over the gender of their baby. Which you shouldn't do. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, it's fine. You can speculate about the sex of your baby. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. I suppose. I suppose. God. The, the woke mafia coming for me. That's me, baby. <laughs> and then while they're in the hallway, they bump into Ellie, and then Ellie and Paige, like, look on in shock at the audacity of Craig and Manny to be seen together. Yeah, why public. does Ellie give a shit all of a sudden? Because Ashley's her friend. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. They haven't done anything no, together she in sides. several episodes. So. They, they were just making fun of Manny in the last episode. I know, but that's this part of the same two-parter. Well... <laughs> Well, this is the one. Just say you don't understand. You, you have not followed this, <laughs> these characters and their journeys. I have. I, I when we last left Ellie, Ellie didn't talk. They to went Ashley. to Montreal together for a weekend. Oh, they are yeah. BFFs. Okay, but that happened off screen. We just hear about it, so mm-hmm. that you understand my confusion. Okay, so uh, and, Paige- and Ellie says, "Hey, I'm walking in," <laughs> <laughs> which I really liked. <laughs> Oh, that must have been the extended cut. I didn't see yeah. that. Was that the end version? I didn't get it. Yeah. Um, this was in the Degrassi movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one part of the Just... A-flat show. <laughs> so Paige being Paige decides to confront Manny about the condom issue they talked about. And Manny, in the vaguest of terms more or less admits that she's pregnant without saying so. Yeah. She's just like, oh, well, it didn't go well. But actually, it did go well. 
And Paige is like, uh, okay. So well, that means one thing. She's living in this fantasy of, yeah, they're going to have the baby and it's going to be great. Yeah. Craig handled it well. He took the news well. So everything's okay, yeah, right? Everything's perfect. So then in media emergence class, Ellie tells Ashley about Manny and Craig being together. And so then Ashley tells Paige about it. And Paige is like, oh, you think that's bad? You shitster, Paige. <laughs> I think your boy Craig got Manny knocked up. This is not very sisterly, Paige. <laughs> and, then, and then we cut to, whatever it takes. <laughs> so meanwhile we have a second b plot um i love this b plot actually e, what happened oh i think it's, okay sure i was entertained i, I, I was, forgot about it and i was the fact that you like it i guess makes me like it a little more i, I was, was whatever i was it. thoroughly amused i will say that I, let's get into it let's talk about okay, it. okay so mr perino the daddy history teacher Oh, he's back, yes. Oh, yeah, he's back. I forgot. So he has the kids working in Paris for their history projects on the 1950s. Do you like the 1950s? I don't know. Yeah. A bunch of shit happened. I, I remember, like, <laughs> I remember, like, I don't know, there were a lot of, I like, a lot of people, like, my sister, I think, was one of these people who, like, was sort of, like, nostalgic for, like, the 50s. Mm. Just sort of like, oh, like, I was born in the wrong decade, you know? Can like, I give you my real answer? I think I'm nostalgic for 50s nostalgia. Like... The Pulp Fiction, like, 50s Oh, dance. You, you think we need to bring back, like... like 50s nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. Like, the 70s. And they were like, oh, yeah. like, remember Greece? And then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to bring back totally factually anachronistic, like, 50s interpretation, you know? I don't want real 50s. No, I mean, now we're stuck on, you know, it's the 20-year cycle, so now we're, like, stuck on the 2000s again. The 2000s yeah. are back, which we should not bring the 2000s back. They were terrible, actually. Yeah, 90s were much better. The, all of the things that we like about the 2000s are ironic. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to bring back this the 2000s. Is, the, is Degrassi the only truly good thing from the 2000s? Maybe. Yeah, I think I, it might be. I, I, I mean, what else? <laughs> uh, a couple Britney songs. <laughs> yeah, Toxic. It's not her best era, but toxic yeah, there's was some good, good stuff. Give yeah. me more. Give me more is decent. Yeah, um, so uh, <laughs> Liberty is paired with Sean to the chagrin of both and the relief of JT because he doesn't want to be part yeah. of his clip. Well, that's kind of the fake out is like JT is worried he's going to get paired. Yeah, we think Liberty. it's going to be a JT subplot. Then, oh, switch up. And it's Sean's not. like, oh, I got paired with dumb idiot. Hate, I hate her dumb brown bitch nose, face. Brown nose, <laughs> piece of shit, motherfucker. Yeah. Fucking dumb bitch, Liberty. I hate her. <laughs> and, and, then and, and Liberty's like, like, oh, stupid. Like, I, I, Liberty, <laughs> Liberty's like, I got paired with Eminem, wannabe, piece of shit, yeah. white boy, and Sean. Then they just cracker, start, cracker, I Sean. Think she calls him a cracker. <laughs> and then they start punching each other. It's a very weird scene. <laughs> uh, it's always interesting. See, this is why I like this subplot because it's always interesting when they put characters who rarely interact together in like a plot where they're interacting together. Okay, I like that. Because like you get new dynamics. This. And yeah. it's like, oh, this is like an interesting dynamic. You're selling it to me. Yeah. Proceed. The odd couple, if you will. <laughs> So, at lunch, Craig brings a baby name book for the two of them to get ideas from. Which I feel like is such a dumb thing. You Okay, did you, did you never, like, think about, like, brainstorm, like, baby names when you were growing up or whatever? Girl, no. Really? Oh I've my god, never, I did. I never wanted a child. I still... In fact, this might be why it's hard for me to name things. Whenever I'm playing a video <laughs> game and they're like, name your horse, I'm like, horse. Oh, see, I'm great at naming things. <laughs> Maybe I it's think it's you because you read a baby name book. <laughs> no, because, so me, my sister, and we also had like a friend and we all like, we're just like, we loved coming up with baby names. And I wasn't even like, it wasn't even necessarily like, I'm thinking back now. I'm like, well, I don't know if I was necessarily like wanting children. It was just sort of like. 
like a, a creative exercise. Okay. And it was like, honestly, like now I'm like, oh, it was like really good for like, like, cause I love coming up with character names for things. Oh. And I feel like, oh, that sort of like came, became that impulse instead of just like, and now I like, I nickname all my Pokemon and I would be like, I'd take, never do it. I can't stand that. My other thing is if I nickname the Pokemon, generally I'm only getting one of each Pokemon. I'm not like a breeder. I'm just trying to fill the Pokedex, you know? So if I name the Pokemon a, a nickname, I'm never going to learn that Pokemon's Pokemon name. It says so right there. I know, but I'm not going to look at that. It's like, <laughs> I feel like that's like naming your cat, cat. It's Great. like, I'm fucking Audrey Hepburn. I'm chic. My cat is named cat. No, that's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. I call turtle dog all the time, and guess what? He knows what I mean. <laughs> dog. Yeah. Get over here, dog. Come you, here, dog. You've never called him dog in front of me. Well, he and I have a special rapport. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, have to get through this. No, we have so much wait. To talk about. You don't want me to give you my list of baby names that I brainstormed? Uh, fine. You have uh, one minute to talk about baby names. Okay, okay. So Go. here are my boy names that I have. Uh... I, I'm not, I'm still to be clear I'm still pretty child reluctant but if I were if I were to Dane I've never seen Evan smile more <laughs> <laughs> he's on cloud nine okay now. so Elden not Elton Elden with a D Elden he's gonna get called Elden Ring in school babe great okay great whatever. keep going keep going Sebastian he's gonna get called the little crab great no that's you are giving these kids names that will be bullied. Great. Anyway. Are you trying to boy name Sue these children? Eric. Eric's fine. That's a normal name. Oh, the, 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 the prince from Eric. The prince from the Little Mermaid. You're not going to give me crap for that? Look, I like prince from the Little... I like, He's hot. I so. like... Not in the new one. We disagree. Um, Live action... Luca. He's a dud. Luca. Luca I like. I love Luca. Uh, Felix. Okay, I like that. Yeah, like the cat. Sure. Um, I oh. just call that cat cat, though. <laughs> <laughs> and Emery. These are all fine. It was just the first yeah, two. Yeah, okay. Two I, I love Elden. Um, and then girl names. Oh, my God. There's more? <laughs> of course. There's the, the, okay, come on. Come on. <laughs> okay, we have Elodie. Fine. Amy. Amy's great. Alice. Sure. Sophia. I, yes, Sophia's great. Cassandra. Yes. Nicole. Mm. <laughs> oh. Are you naming her after me? <laughs> yes. Then I like it. <laughs> and Soraya. Great. Thank you. Okay. I it, thought I did these, well. These are all good names, except for the first two boy names. But uh, I, we disagree. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I did love the moment where Manny says, like, anyone named Maud will pick their nose and eat glue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. I disagree. I like the name Maud, but I feel that way about Mildred. Like, I think a Mildred is Mildred. absolutely going to pick her nose and eat glue. I kind of feel that way. And a lot of people think it's a beautiful name, but I think Esther is like such an old lady, weird, frumpy name. <gasps> see, I kind of see. Okay. Esther is in the same category as like Agnes for me, where I'm like, like they're old lady names, but also if I knew a girl named Esther or Agnes, like like a young person, Agnes. I would be I like, like Agnes. That's kind. That's fierce. That's yeah, fierce. I really like, it. like Agnes. That well, is so severe. I feel like it's kind of the same as um what's her name? Williams taking back the name Marnie. <laughs> you know, Marnie's such an old lady oh. name and she like made it like uh, for Allison Williams? Allison Williams on, on girls. girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Marnie. Yeah. Marnie's cute. I really like Marnie, actually. Yeah, she made it cute, though. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, like, yeah. an old lady name. Yeah. Or Agatha. Like, imagine, like, a cool girl named Agatha. Well, Agatha is... That's fierce. It's got a lot of um, MCU baggage at this point. Oh, uh, I guess that's... I, yeah, I guess so. We have so much to talk uh, about, and I, I, I'm so backed up this with is a, questions. This is a rich text. Okay, so... That we need to talk about it. <laughs> okay, so... We're talking about the paratext right okay, now. Okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> okay, so Ashley confronts uh, these two, 
and sees the baby name book. And Ashley, because she has just had the pregnancy rumor confirmed for her, so Ashley, in a move of supreme contempt, announces the to the entire lunchroom that these two are going to have a baby and humiliates Manny in the process. Can I tell you something? Yeah. This is my favorite thing Ashley's ever done. It's I love so, this. <laughs> it is so sick. Uh, she got her fucking revenge, is, like, all in it one It is swoop. so twisted so and dark-sided, and I love it. I love Because it's like, honestly, it's a dick move, but it's like, it's kind of justified with all... I, I mean, mean it's, it's, it's not okay. It's not okay. Yes. But it's like, I understand. I, I understand, I understand how she got intimately yes. <laughs> where, where this comes from. Because honestly, I might do the same. It was pretty fierce. I liked it. So, loved it. <laughs> loved this moment. So then while Manny is in her feelings in the bathroom oh, stall... Oh, Manny, though. Yeah. yeah right, she's, we see the devastation. She's devastated. She overhears Terry and Paige gossiping about her. Such a funny juxtaposition. Oh, my God. Terry, of course... And this is, like, so perfect for these two characters. Because Terry is like... I love babies. Babies are so cute. <laughs> I'm so jealous. And Paige is like, okay, you need to be fixed. Bob Barker, where are you? Yeah. Get, get him on the scene. Great stuff. And she's like, Terry absolutely should not have a child. Right. <laughs> exactly. And so Manny, is, yeah, and Paige is like, Manny's going to ruin her life. She's going to ruin her figure. And I th it's funny because I think that's the part that makes Manny cry the most. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she cries figure. a little extra when she hears uh, the figure. Yeah. And, and then Paige follows this up by being like, but that lip gloss looks great on you. I know, it's is so it watermelon? great, and she's it, still crying. Is it watermelon? <laughs> the editing is perfect, the it's acting so, is great. Oh my god, Lauren Collins just eating up her lines. So great. The MVP every time. She kills it every time. Fantastic. So I laughed, you laughed, we laughed. Loved um, it. But then Emma, who was also in the lunchroom when Ashley broke the news, so she knows about mm -hmm. the pregnancy. So she walks in to comfort Manny and invites her and Craig over to help her babysit to make yes. Manny maybe feel better. Yeah. Um, so back in the B plot. I, I guess I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's go to the B plot. But I just want to say, generally speaking, with both of these episodes, sort of like how we've earned some of these more nuanced interactions. Mm -hmm. I love all of the stuff between Manny and Emma this episode because yeah. they were left contentious, but not in a place where they're never going to speak to each other. So it starts a little contentious at the beginning with, like, Emma sort of being like, hey, I'm going to get you kicked out of the meet. And then they start working together. Yeah. And now she's trying to be supportive. I like I like. They're defrosting. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I know it's great. Um, and they have really good chemistry, these two. Some great chemistry between the actors. And I think this is one of my favorite pairings, like, in any show. I the, mean, the Emma and Manny arc is The French, fantastic. yeah, exactly. So, back in the B-plot, JT still can't stand Liberty, and he turns down her offer to join her for a Three Stooges film festival. Why would Liberty like the Three Stooges? I don't buy that. Oh, I do. It seems like corny grandpa humor, which she Maybe apparently likes. Maybe dad loves Three Stooges, and she... Sure. I mean, she wears overalls. I just, like, that <laughs> seems to make sense to me. Sure. So, but JT makes it clear, in no uncertain terms, that he is not interested in going out with her. But and I guess she finally takes the hint. Yeah. Uh, so it took her took her long enough. Mm -hmm. So at Emma's, Craig and Manny dote on baby Jack until he starts crying. And then they hate him. And then they're like, "Fuck this baby! Get this baby out of here!" Yeah. Um, and Emma decides they put him in a they put him in a basket and leave him in the reeds to wash down <laughs> wash down the river. Hush now, my baby, be still. No, uh, yeah. So Emma decides to leave Craig and Manny in charge of getting him back to sleep while Emma answers the door. And who is it but Chris beatboxing? He's just on the patio going. Poof, psh, 
This is how he keeps. <laughs> this is how he entertains himself. That's what I do. Whenever you're not around, I do the little beat <laughs> yeah. to myself. Yeah, I hear it through the walls. Yeah. They're thin. They're pretty thin. <laughs> uh, and the two of them listen in on the baby monitor to Craig and Manny just freaking out over changing this baby's diaper. Mm-hmm. We hear it's green. <laughs> oh, they're changing the diaper. I thought he had only spit up on himself. No, it was it was like a double. Just this baby's leaking all over from every orifice. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Um, and Craig and Emma are listening in on the baby monitor and they're like Ooh. they're like you know giggling yeah <laughs> um, and so when Emma comes back in not only has does Jack need his diaper change he is also like spit up all over Manny and Craig uh, a lot happened in those 15 seconds while Emma was gone, I guess. Yes. Crazy. <laughs> um, so all this stress starts to, like, plant seeds of doubt in Manny, we can see. Yeah. And again, subtle acting here. Yeah, exactly. So she's starting to be s- skeptical of the prospect of becoming parents. So meanwhile, Liberty and Sean are working on their history project, but Liberty can't stop pining for JT. And Sean reveals that uh, that Amy dumped him, and so he's ready to move on. Mm-hmm. And Liberty should do the same with JT. Yeah, which is, like, a nice way to sort of be genuine with a person who these characters obviously don't have anything in common. So it's nice for Sean to see him be a cool human because we've seen him we've, be He's been a such dick a, a dick the last few yeah. episodes, but this is a very human moment. Yeah. Like, I think we get to, like, the roots of Sean's character yeah. here. Uh, also, like... I don't think this is the last time we see Amy, though. She comes back. She definitely comes back. Yeah, I, can tell I think you in just, a big way, right? I think with uh, Jay. Yeah, that's right. That's and right. we get a mention of the ravine in this episode, speaking of. We will. <laughs> that's, we sure do. The ravine. That's deep lore. A lot of lore in this episode. <laughs> this <is a> lore-heavy <laughs> episode. Uh, so at lunch, Spinner is perplexed by how Craig is handling impending fatherhood. Like, la la la, no schlaboggle. I didn't understand what that was. That's not a word. This is literally a Spinner. I typed it in because I was like, Am I, is this some sort of like, I don't know, uh, Yiddish thing or something? Yeah, it might be, but and, it's uh, No, it's literally a Spinnerism. <laughs> literally when you type in schlaboggle. And I did multiple spellings. Uh, wow. <laughs> and every time it brings you to Spinner. All all schlaboggles lead back to Spinner, <laughs> as they say. Yeah, uh, that's... I don't even know what he was I, am gonna start, I don't know what he was going I don't know. Maybe we should start saying that. La la la, no schlaboggle. I think I'm good. Okay. You can do it. All right. <laughs> uh, la la la, no schlaboggle. Great. Um, I love it. Your catchphrase. So, <laughs> so Spinner tries to give Craig a wake-up call with the page line of argument, which is yes. to say that he's giving up his future. What about college? What about keg parties? You know, the most important things in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but Craig is resolute that this is what he wants to do. Because he doesn't have a family. <gasps> I gasped. And Manny and the baby are his chance at having a family of his own. They're mine. They're mine. <laughs> it, so was, this... it was simultaneously continuing the scariness, but also humanizing him. Right. And we understand why he's being a little unhinged right now. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a very sad and sympathetic motivation. Yeah. And like, and you know, because obviously, you know, Craig has lost his parents. Um, but um, it's also like, Craig... Do have a family. Yeah, Joey you is your sister. Joey and Joey is your family yes. in a very real way. And of course, Angela is literally his family. Yeah. But it's like these are this is your family. It's not a normal family, but it is a family. And I feel like this is why it's so important to sort of like normalize non-traditional like chosen families and stuff. Because like those connections can be just as valid as like, you know, you parents and, you know, direct family. You must have loved the rise of skywalker then <laughs> oh god oh god oh god let's continue <laughs> this is, that's a different podcast um uh so 
so okay so later manny shows up at spikes to ask what being a teen mom is like and spike is basically like well it's incredibly stressful and mentally and physically taxing and it's going to consume 18 years of your life but you get christmas ornaments made out of trash and you get sticky candy kisses i'm good <laughs> uh you know who else is good manny she's yeah. like she's like wow great so you're telling me it's worth it <laughs> um I, I this is me but like i like gagged at sticky candy kisses i was it's like really gross i was like <laughs> i hate kids in their gross little mouths Ugh. i do too whenever i worked i mostly worked with middle school to high school but whenever i had they don't have as gross mouths their, their mouths are less gross they're still pretty gross those kids do not brush their teeth enough but uh the whenever i had to work with like the the elementary school age it was always hell i hated being around them yeah they don't they their mouths it's pandemonium in there they're gross i hate wild it. <laughs> so spike tells her that she stayed home while all her friends traveled and went off to college uh and manny's like well i also want to do those things yeah so uh but and Craig- I, I like this moment for manny i like her finding her agency sort of through spike and through Mm-hmm. like realizing because i think she has a line with spike where she's like wait i don't have to do this and that's kind of the first time she's thought about it like i don't have to do this just because craig wants to do it. right exactly craig wants her to keep the baby but spike is like well at the end of the day you know craig's probably not going to be the one it's not going to be his responsibility it's going to be your responsibility and because of that it's ultimately your choice manny which is true so uh at school the next day, Liberty shows up like an Olivia Newton-John as post-makeover Sandy yeah. wannabe. <laughs> the Sandra D for yeah, sure. Yeah, so she has like a leather jacket Sandy. and like an ascot. It was really funny. I laughed. <laughs> uh, what do you think of, what do we think of the look? Did you like it? I liked it. It's my favorite thing she's worn. <laughs> and little, I, I think if she wore it genuinely, I would like it. It's a little spirit Halloween greaser, but sure. it's like fun. I think it, I'm sure. entertained. Let's get a nicer ascot, but and, right. like maybe Less a better. Chintzy. Yeah. Yeah. But the general vibe I like. Yeah, so she's trying to impress Sean with her bad girl ways. And it's very funny that this is what she thinks a bad girl is. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, this is what the bad girls wear. So <laughs> I think you're right. I am, Circa 1956. I am liking this. Yes, so it's funny. It's it, so yeah. funny. <laughs> and then she lowers her glasses and like winks at Sean seductively. Really yeah. <laughs> uh, and Sean is, of course, completely baffled by this behavior. And so JT is like, well, you're the rebound cu- crush, of course. Yes. <laughs> Which is a real thing. Totally. Um, and so JT tells him that the only way Liberty will take a hint is for Sean to let her down hard. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. I mean, good advice. I th- I do think that's what's needed. <laughs> I mean, with Liberty? Absolutely. So Manny tells her mom that she's pregnant. Yes. <gasps> and she was very scared to do this. She mm-hmm. talked to Spike about it a lot. Yeah. And uh, Spike was like, hey, my parents surprised me. They ended up being supportive. And that's kind of what we get. Here. Manny's mom surprises her. Yeah. Uh, although yeah. Manny does come in, like, come out like guns a-blazing. She's like, I'm not a child and I will yeah. not be going away. But I kind of bought that. She felt the need She's to be defensive. defensive. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I thought the mom's performance was good. This all verged on melodrama, but it was mostly successful. Yeah, the mom is like, oh my gosh, baby girl, let's lower the temperature a bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's, she's shocked. She's a believable mom and I love that she's there for her. You know, there's obviously a version of the story where Manny's mom is not there for her, but mm-hmm. I'm glad that we get to see this story have this ending and we'll get into what happens. Yeah, next. a vulnerable moment with them crying together. It's, yeah. it's good. It, it um, was good. So, the timeline of this episode is kind of funky because, like, Manny is either... Because she's, you know, at home telling her mom this news. Mm-hmm. So she's either skipping school or the editors are just like, 
stopped paying attention. I think they fudged it. I yeah. think they were just like, I they don't weren't thinking. Yeah, about it. yeah, exactly. Um, it's a fire poker situation again. <laughs> yeah. So we're back at school with Liberty trying to eat lunch with Sean and the rest of the candy bandits. <laughs> and she's like, Let's ditch school, Sean. I can get us a five-finger discount on a pack of Marlboro Lights. So funny. I'm edgy. I'm on fire. That was so good. This is the best Liberty cringe acting. She's fully in there. She is committed. It's really good. It's so good. And then Sean is like, he's quick to put a stop to things. And he's like, you're as edgy as a butter knife. And And he says emphatically that he is not interested in Liberty. And while Jay has like a laugh at her expense, which is, you know, fair, because she made a clown of herself. Um... She's kind of caught the eye of uh, Towers. It's Towers with a Z, not Towers with an S. Towers, with, towers with a S goes, not Z. I have to think about it every time. <laughs> there you go. Uh, whatever, it, I did it. whatever it takes. <laughs> whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Uh, so back at Emma and Spike's house, Manny comes in to tell Emma the good news that her mom was totally cool about her pregnancy and that she's even going to drive her to the clinic. Yes. And you can just hear the Kill Bill sirens going off yeah. in Emma's in Emma's brain. And so Emma's like trying to persuade her to opt for adoption instead. And I think trying to persuade her is putting it nicely. She is shaming her friend. Yes. And she's even like, she does the whole like, what would your baby think of your abortion? Which is Hate like, shit. which is always funny because it's like, well, I guess he wouldn't think anything of it because it would, literally wouldn't exist. I get that we're supposed to sort of be okay with this because of Emma's backstory. But this, this is some of her most unlikable stuff. And no, yeah. Especially when what happens in the next scene, I hope you don't mind if I paraphrase, uh, Manny goes and tells Craig. Oh, no, wait, no, I don't want to get there yet. Take it, talk- take it. Yeah, so, so, yeah, I just want to linger more about, like, Emma here. And we've talked about this before, but it's just like, you know, I get why this is a sensitive issue for Emma, because she sees herself in, like, teen pregnancies. Sure. Because she was, of course, a teen pregnancy. And so Manny getting an abortion feels like not only an invalidation of her mom's choices, and her mom struggles, but, like, of Emma's, like, very existence, right? I guess. And it's, like, I get, and it's, like, I can empathize with Emma, but then I'm also, like, but you're also fucking wrong. I can't say my thoughts until we find out what she does next. So. So I'll tell you in a second. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I just want to say, I, I don't know. I just think it's important to say that, like, I don't think any woman needs an excuse to have an abortion. No, like, absolutely not. you know, you get as many abortions as you want. I think this you is do, fully yeah. not, this shouldn't be the concerns of anyone else. Yeah. Except you. Um, but, uh. You know, pregnancy is difficult and giving birth is tra- traumatic. And so it's like, I think. Especially a lot of girls' bodies are not ready at that Exactly. Age. So, it, like, it's like, so again. It could permanently hurt her. Yeah. So it's like, obviously, like, no one needs an excuse, but I'm like, being 14 is a good excuse. It's very good. Yeah. So, so later in English class, I don't know if it's later that day or the next day because the timeline's it wacky. Be, it has to be the next day. It right? has to be. Yeah. So Manny is filling out a form for her abortion while Spinner, and by extension, the writers are trying <laughs> desperately to connect Manny's abortion, abortion to, Moby, to Dick. Moby Dick. This was so funny. Because because the ocean represents life. Life. And Captain Ahab is looking for the meaning of life. Literally, he should have just said, Well, Moby Dick is a sperm whale, and that would that would make it more close to being about abortion than this. This was so stupid. Oh my god. I don't know what they thought they were doing here. Well, they did cut out the next scene where Chris was like, I loved it. It was all about jealousy, betrayal, abortion, power, a whale. A woman's right to choose. <laughs> Herman Melville knew what he was talking about. Uh, so, okay, so after class, this is the scene you wanted to talk about. So after class, Manny tells Craig that she's getting an abortion. 
and he reacts negatively. And like I said, this is kind of one of the most unlikable things that Craig does. But to his credit, he's he's. It's not like he's truly physically violent with her. He's just being erratic. He's like in denial. And he's in denial and, and upset. And yeah, and he's not really considering her feelings. Right. What happens next is what I want to talk about. So. Emma intervenes in this sort of interaction that they're having. And so Emma suddenly delivers some very pro-choice talking points about how it's Manny's body and it's Manny's choice. Yes. And she says, if this was a stranger, I would tell her not to. But because it's my friend, I'm going to say she can do whatever she wants. And this is fucking cultural conservatism in a fucking nutshell. Dick Cheney is radically, and I don't know why I picked Dick Cheney, it's just an easy one. Dick Cheney is radically part of a radically uh, anti-gay administration and a movement. Meanwhile, he has a gay daughter, so he quietly advocates for uh, gay marriage not to be the priority of the Bush administration. This is what it is every fucking time you hear about it with people who are like, I hate Obamacare, and then they get sick and they realize what the Mm -hmm. healthcare system is like. Mm -hmm. You hear it all the time with people like, I don't want someone to get an abortion. Then their girlfriend uh, has a, a pregnancy that they need to terminate. It never stands up. You need to have that fucking empathy for people that aren't your friends. Mm hmm. Be an adult. Abortion for me, but not for thee. Exactly. And that is just me on my soapbox. If you are basically any kind of conservative, I want you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, from even from like our writing standpoint, it kind of strains credulity that Emma is able to be like clear-eyed about this simply yes. because it's Manny. Because it's like, but if any, if it were anyone else, she would be furious. Yeah. Because it's like, but because then she delivers like very clear-eyed like. Again, like very, very pro-choice talking points, and it's just like, well, I feel like if you can do this with Manny, then you can do this in general. Whereas, like, I don't think, I think people in that position do generally like they rationalize it somehow in through other ways, you know? Um, they don't just say like pro-choice. I don't know. It was just weird. It was like weirdly out of character for her to be so like so supportive, or or at least the the, the language that she uses is just like it's weird, right? Because it's like, well, you're pro-life generally, yes. so like suddenly you're like. It's her choice, and it's her body. And it's like, well, you wouldn't say that if you're pro-life. I just want to say, next time I call Emma a fascist, this is the shit I'm talking about. (laughs) It's not because she's outspoken. It's not because she's a strong feminist. I like all that stuff. It's this weird, shitty, conservative bent. I guarantee you, if there was a a trans woman character on this show, I guarantee you Emma would have been a turf. Oh, I don't know about that. I think so. I don't trust Emma for one fucking second. Oh, I don't know. I think... Emma's politics are truly just reflections of her own. Like, these are the grievances, right? Like, yes. she's she's aggrieved because she was a teen, you know, uh, the product of a teen pregnancy. And so she's aggrieved by that. We will revisit um, Emma's politics as more of her stories come up. But uh-huh. I think my thesis will be proven <laughs> true. Is Emma <laughs> is hypothetically a turf. Um, she's hypothetically a turf and she's definitely a fascist. <laughs> anyway, what's the, okay. what's the girl who acts as Emma? Uh, Mary McDonald. Mary McDonald, this is not a judgment of you. You're a very good little actor. <laughs> yeah, you've really sold being a, a uh, unlikable, <laughs> unlikable pro-life <laughs> troll. Oh my god. Uh, let's let's wrap this okay, up. So, we, got, we got some reader questions. So Sean, so Sean tries to comfort Liberty, who is still sulking sulking after he let her down hard, and she's really laboring the fifties metaphors by calling him James Dean and her some girl who didn't get invited to the sock hop. It's like calm down, Liberty. Uh, but Sean tells her that while he isn't interested in her, someone is, 
And then we cut to towers outside the computer lab, eyeing Liberty up and down. Uh, and, you know, they're going to have a little relationship. Yay. I love this subplot. I kind of I kind of like them as just a random pairing. Like, a, like as far as random pairings of these students go, it kind of works for me. Yeah, and and high school students are allowed to have nothing relationships that aren't that serious. Yeah. Good for her. Um, is that all the thoughts we have on this episode? Is there a wrap uh, well, there's scene? so wrapping things up at last, um Manny and her mother are at the clinic. Yes. And so they do this sort of thing, and Degrassi does this a lot where it's like very like well, like the the Manny and her mom like ask all the questions yes. that like viewers might viewers at home might have about this abortion. Is the after school, the special, after school special, the very didactic, like yes. teachable moment. And the lady who works at the clinic is like answers all the questions that yeah. you gives you all the answers you'd want to know. And it's like, well, women sometimes feel like this, and you might feel cramps or feel, or feel pain like cramps. You know, like she does like yeah. the whole the spiel, and um, you know, which is fine. It's fine. It's a teachable moment. Uh, and then, yeah, Manny and it ends right nips there. it in the bud. <laughs> well, I just want to say I did appreciate that last scene, and I think that information could have been really helpful for American kids to see, especially because look where we're at all these years later. That's true. That's, yeah. Um, I mean, this is a very prescient episode yeah. now. More information is good, and I do think, even though it is a little didactic, I think that scene's helpful. Yeah. Again, and like, it lands emotionally, too. I, think I, I like is, it for that reason. I think too. this is the best... This is, like, Degrassi's, the finest of, like, the uh, after-school-special-style episodes. It's a good one. Um, Obviously, I think Degrassi's at its best when it sort of weaves this into a more entertaining framework. (laughs) This was not, yeah, it was a little bit of a slog to watch the uh, the actual episode, but I did think it was well-written, and Mm -hmm. I think having the two different B-plots helped with the pacing a little. And I think, again, like, all the character motivations here, like, Manny's struggles and Craig's struggles and the ambivalence there i i I, it all worked yeah yeah we like we we like this we like this it's good um does it go there i think it went there it does yeah of course it went there yeah um and it's a good episode as well so that's nice Mm -hmm. um now our viewer quests we're gonna do our viewer questions but i guess let's share with the class first or after Oh, we've, we've, we've we, only done this. That's always times. our sign off. We always okay. sign off. That we're going to do the we're going to do the listener questions. I'm going to stop calling you readers because you've never read anything. And I know that <laughs> about you. We have a message from Casey Rom. Casey Rom writes in and says, did you know that when the Pride episodes originally aired in the U.S., the word spinner writes on the wall are Marco is gay and the F slur was not used. So that answers our question. Was it just blurred out or was did it say Marco oh, is gay okay. instead of Marco as a fag? Oh, okay. And this person, I think, is not a gay man, so they very politely refer to it as the F slur. Um, nice. And they were they say that they were shocked and uh, on their rewatch on Tubi that they saw the F slur on there. Mm-hmm. So that answers a big question for us. Thank you, Casey. We've got a message from Gabriel with a G, um, another message about the Pride episode. Um, they say, hi again, just finished listening to your Pride episode. So, as requested, there's a silly little doodle of Spike and Snake by someone who has never seen the show. Are you ready to see this? Oh, God. Do you want to see Spike and Snake? <laughs> and this will 100% be on our uh, Instagram in the very near future. Spike and Snake. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know what? They're not far off. Honestly, you are pretty Honestly, close. uncanny. Gabriel with a G, I'm definitely going to be posting this and we'll be tagging you. Thank you so Thank much you for sending so us much. this illustration. Uh, go see, uh, the Spike and Stakes drawing on our, uh, All About Degrassi Instagram. 
Oh wow! I have a I have a message from a James Henry the second, and James Henry the second has hello sent us... James. Oh, you know James? Oh yeah. Okay, great. This is a, a real friend of ours. We didn't know until now. Um, <laughs> I meant to send this during the episode when Marco came out, but I was wondering if you guys have seen this. Apparently, there is a uh, recreation of the Marco comes out to spinner scene that they did when they were older. <gasps> really? Yeah. So. Obviously, we had some really good stuff in the Olibut Degrassi DMs this week. Thank you so much for writing in. If your question has not been read, send it in again. And by the way, I think we found someone for our intern slash co-op position. So you're going to be getting uh, more posts and you'll be getting responses a little quicker in the future. So look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Evan, what would you learn today? You want to share with the class? I learned that SodaStream is Zionist. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I was about to buy one when I was really into bubbly water, and then I found that out right after I realized I couldn't get the bubbly water because it gave me indigestion. So luckily I hadn't bought it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I, what did you learn today? I was trying to get away from Zionism. <laughs> uh, today I learned that even though I have three smoke detectors in my home, okay. uh, the one in the office has had to have the battery replaced three times since I moved in, so I think I'm going to get a new smoke detector. Oh, that's probably right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just eating batteries, baby. I don't know what's going on. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. To this very special episode. Very special episode. And keep sending in uh, DMs to the Olibut Degrassi Instagram. Uh, and I don't know. We love you. We, we do. We, we love do. you. I don't know why I said it was a question mark. We love you. Fuck. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>